1: Psalm 46 tonight, and uh, I just want to be a, a help to you, an encouragement to you, and uh, this psalm came across in my life uh, just when I needed it, and uh, I don't have to go into the details, um, but, but I think a lot of you have been there. You're going through something, you're going through a trial, or you're going through something difficult, and God just gives you exactly what you need. And uh, I'm glad we have a God like that, who knows where you are, knows what you're going through, and can give you what you need, when you need it. And uh, we don't think that we can go through things, but God gives us the strength to go through them. And uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but uh, we were visiting a lady yesterday in the hospital and the pastor told her uh, she was struggling. She was struggling and uh, just uh, going through a difficult time, and said she just didn't know if she could go on and Pastor told her, he said, that God gives you the strength that you need when you need it. And uh, it's so true. And uh, so God gave me this psalm at a time in my life when I really needed it. And uh, so I hope that it's an encouragement to you tonight. I just want to share a few thoughts with you. Let's read uh, Psalm 46. Let's read a couple verses to get started. The Bible says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, will not we fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof? Selah. Let's pray tonight. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the service uh, that we've already had tonight, Lord, the singing and the fellowship. Lord, it's just been wonderful uh, to be with your people tonight in the middle of the week. And God, I pray that You would just be with me as I speak tonight. I pray that You would just give me the exact words that we need to hear as a church. And Lord, I don't know what everyone's going through tonight, but You know the needs of the hour, and I pray that You would just meet each and every need, and I pray that You would fill me with Your Spirit. In Your name we pray, amen. here in Psalm 46, apparently the psalmist here has gone through some sort of trouble or seen some sort of trouble in their life. Evidently, they they have either just come through something or they have witnessed some trouble going on around them. They tell us in verse number one that God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. We we are in an auditorium full of, of different people. We all have different things going on, we all have different backgrounds, different personalities. Uh, But there's one thing that we all have in common, and it's that we all face trouble. It's that we all face this trouble at one point or time in our life. At, At some point, we face this trouble. Maybe you're not going through trouble right now, but if you're not going through trouble, the chances are you probably will go through trouble in the near future. And this psalmist here is trying to help us and encourage us, and he's telling us about this trouble. That word trouble means a tight place a squeezed in pathway distress or pressure okay, you you can just you can just feel you can feel the trouble with those definitions a tight place a squeezed in pathway distress you can kind of picture just just a burden just something that's just weighing on the author here this trouble we all face this trouble but trouble comes in many different shapes, and many different sizes. And he, and he gives us here, in verse 2 and 3, he gives us some different types of trouble. Look in verse number 2, he says, Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be be removed, and the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea? Here the author is describing the trouble of an earthquake. How many of you have been through an earthquake before? Okay, I don't think that I have ever been through an earthquake. But some people say that an earthquake is one of the the most helpless things that you can go through. Okay, Because you you go through this earthquake comes, there's nothing that you can do to stop it. You can't really be prepared for it. It just comes out of nowhere. And that's what this author is describing here. We see the earthquake, it's it's trouble that's unexpected. You ever had trouble like that in your life that's just hit you unexpectedly? It, It seems like it comes out of nowhere, This this trouble that just comes out of nowhere and there's nothing that you can do about it. There's no preparation. There's no escape. The trouble of this earthquake. Then he he goes on to describe in verse number 3, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled. So he's told us about this earthquake. That's that's trouble that's unexpected. Then he tells us about the storm. The waters thereof roar and be troubled. This, This storm is trouble that's uncomfortable you you, you ever been in a storm and and the rains are just coming down it's just seems like there's just no stopping in the future and it's just heavy and it's just it's cold and it's just an uncomfortable feeling you ever had trouble like that in your life that just kind of stirs the nest up a little bit causes this this uncomfortable trouble sometimes it's in the midst of the storm that we think we have a good enough excuse to quit This trouble that comes into our life, it can come in the form of an earthquake just out of nowhere. Unprepared, unexpected. Then it can come in the the form of a storm. It can be trouble that's just uncomfortable. You can prepare for the storm. You can plan for the storm. But you can't stop the storm from coming. Then he goes on in verse 3 and he says, Though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah, there's the trouble of an earthquake, there's trouble of the storm, and then there's the trouble of the flood, the swelling thereof. This is trouble that's overwhelming. Have you ever had trouble in your life that's just overwhelming? Some of you had some, uh, are still battling some, some flood damage from the flood that we had uh, several weeks ago. And when those storms come and, and the floods begin to, to come up from the ground, it seems like it affects everything in your life, doesn't it? it? It seems like it just touches every part of your life and it just affects everything around you. It's overwhelming. It, there's nothing you can do about it. It's just so heavy and so, uh, so much to deal with. Some of you may be going through troubles like, like that right now in your life. They're just, they come out of nowhere. They just seem overwhelming. They seem like it's just too much for you to handle. Some of you are going through that. Some of you have come through something like that. And maybe you haven't, but you're going to one day. We all face this trouble. The psalmist here is, is giving us these examples, these illustrations. The earthquake, the, the storm, and the flood are all different types of trouble in your life. I, uh, I have a cousin who's a pastor down in Florida. And uh, his uh, I think it was two, two years ago or so, he... He his wife passed away, and he buried her. Then nine days later, his twenty three year old son passed away. There was a lady in our church back home who uh, whose husband I think he was I think he was fifty or so uh, who who all of a sudden passed away with a heart attack. And many of you can can think of of people, or maybe you have gone through these types of things. But what is that? That's trouble that just comes out of nowhere. That's a storm that hits your life that you're not really ready for. That, that's flood or an earthquake that, that really is just unexpected and, and you really just don't know what to do when it comes. I want to help you tonight and encourage you with, with what uh, the psalmist gives us here and what he's encouraged me with. And as we see this trouble, we see this trouble. that It, it reminds me of, of some men in the Bible. I'll think of Job. You know the story of Job. He, he was just hit out of nowhere with this trouble. And all of a sudden, he's just up to his eyeballs in this, in this trouble, in this difficult time, and, and not expected, uh, didn't know what to do, really unprepared for what's going on. I, I think about David. He, uh, we read in, in 1 Samuel chapter 23 that David found himself surrounded by Saul's men. And the Bible said that he was there in the cleft of the rock, literally just surrounded literally between a a rock and a hard place, and Saul's men surround him, and there's nowhere to go. And all of a sudden, he's in trouble. All of a sudden, he doesn't know what to do. He's not prepared for this. But then God sends a messenger, the Bible tells us. God sends a messenger to Saul, to King Saul, and his men flee back to fight. Trouble. We all face some sort of trouble in our life. But when the trouble comes, look in verse number four. We'll read the rest of the psalm. It says, There is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. The heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. Come, behold the works of the Lord, what desolations He hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh a bow and cutteth the spears in sunder. He burneth a chariot in fire. Verse 10 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. So when trouble comes, when trouble comes in your life like a storm or like a flood or like an earthquake, number one, God is a refuge for His people. God is a refuge for His people. He is our shelter. Look in verse number one. The Bible says, God is our refuge and strength. Then again, look in verse number 7. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. Then verse 11. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. I like the placements of these verses. I like that the psalmist does not start with the storm. The psalmist does not start with the trouble, but he starts with God as our refuge and our strength. I like that God is not just our refuge in the middle of the storm, but He's our refuge before the storm. And here we have God is our refuge at the beginning. So before the storm ever comes, He wants to be your shelter. Before the storm ever comes in your life, He wants to be your refuge. Then right in the middle of this psalm, He says, God is your refuge. So whatever you're going through, God is your refuge right in the middle of it. Right in the thick of it, in the heat of it. Then when it's all over, the last verse of this psalm says, God is our refuge. And I'm so glad that God is our refuge before the storm, in the middle of the storm, and after the storm. He's a refuge for His people. This, this refuge, I, I don't think I have to explain what the cities of refuge are in the Bible. There were six cities that were strategically placed, uh, that, that were accessible to run to in time of need, to escape from someone who was seeking revenge these cities of refuge are a picture of Jesus Christ, but I'm glad that it's just a picture and that Jesus Christ is our greater city of refuge. It's not a day's journey away. He's just a prayer away. And He's always accessible to His people. Uh, the first thing that I see about this refuge is it's capable. He it says, God is our refuge and strength. He's, this shows His power. God, in verse 1, is Elohim, meaning God of strength. This refuge is capable This shelter, it has the power that we need to escape the storm or to get through the storm. It's capable. Martin Luther wrote, Mighty fortress is our God. See, the world boasts in their fortresses and armies. Others uh, rely on chariots and horses. Some rest on the foundations made with human hands. But our faith and our foundation is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Unto Him that is able to do exceeding abundantly Above all that we ask or think. It's capable. Then it's accessible. Look in verse 1. It says a very present help in trouble. It's accessible. Uh, The the, the word present means to find or to attain. It's easily accessible. Very means in abundance. So He's always there. In abundance. He's always available. Number three, He's available. This speaks of His punctuality. God is never late, but we are always Early. God is our refuge. He is a refuge for His people. Then number two, and we'll go to the end of the psalm and then we'll come back to the middle, but number two, God is a rest to His people. This speaks of His stillness. This speaks of His stillness. Look at verse number 10. The Bible says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the brethren. I will be exalted In the earth. God is a rest to his people in the middle of the storm. When trouble comes in your life, God is your rest. Look at his distinguishable works. Look at verse number eight. He says, Come, behold the works of the Lord, what desolations he hath made in the earth. It's distinguishable. The rest is not uh, just a rest to clear our minds or or a rest to, to go on vacation, and I love vacation. And I think vacations are good, but that's not the type of rest that we're talking about here. This is, a, this is a very specific rest that God provides for His people. He says, come. That's an imperative word. Come. Psalm 66 verse 5 says, come and see the works of God. This is a rest so that we can see God more clearly. This is a rest not so that we can relax, but, it, but it's something that's done on purpose. He says, come, come. And then the word behold, this is a rare word in the Old Testament, means to gaze at something or someone, to stare at them. This doesn't just mean a casual pass by and look at something or glance at something. This is to stop and to think about what you're looking at. He says, be still and know that I am God. Come and behold. It carries an emotion with it. Allow uh, allow what you are looking at to move you to something. Allow, uh, allow the things that you're seeing God do cause you to do something. I don't understand how, how we, can, we can go to camp and we can see God working and the preacher gets up and preaches and, and people are getting saved and, and being called into the ministry and, and God is working all around you and people are going to the altar and praying and getting things right with God and we sit there unaffected. Why? Because we're just glancing. We're not stopping and looking. I don't know how God can be moving in a church service. And, and man, I tell you, the service on Sunday was, was powerful. It was powerful. And it, honestly, it was tough for me to sit back in the sound booth and not be able to come forward and, and respond to the service. But I, I don't know how we can sit there and, and just watch everything else go on around us. This rest, he says, come and behold the works of the Lord. Come and see what God is doing. There's no thrill in watching other people do something. There's no thrill in in, in seeing other people behold the works of God, but I want to behold the works of God myself. I want God to do something special in my life. Behold. Allow what you're looking at to move you. The works of the Lord. This is things done repeatedly or practiced. Behold. Behold. The works of the Lord. Things that God does over and over and over again. Every service, every service, the Bible is preached, and it's an opportunity for you to be still, to come and to behold the works of the Lord. It's a distinguishable work, it's reliable work. Look in verse number nine. He says, He maketh wars to cease. He maketh wars to cease. It's, it's reliable. It's reliable, cease to. Uh, comes from the same word that we get the word Sabbath. God knows how and when to stop the wars going on in your life. The same God who brings this peace to us will one day bring judgment to those who fight against Him. God is a rest to His people. It's distinguishable. It's reliable. It's purposeful. It's purposeful. This This shows His worthiness. Look in verse 10 again. It says, Be still, and know that I am God. It's a purposeful rest. Three different times in this passage, the word selah is mentioned. That's a, that's a musical pause. But it's not just a stop so that we could breathe. It's a stop and think about what you just read, or think about what you just sung. It's a, it's a pause. It's a, it's a stopping to, on purpose. To, to stop to think and to gaze upon what God has done And I think sometimes it would do us good just to stop, to be still, to quiet everything around us and just behold the works of the Lord. Just to see who God is and what He's done in our life. Thank You, Lord, for these blessings on me uh, as Ms. Heather played earlier. Man, God has blessed us. God has given us so much and it would do us well to just stop and gaze upon His works. Let's go back, and this, this is my favorite part of the, of the psalm here. We see how when trouble comes in our life, it, it can come in all different forms. That God is a refuge for His people. God is a rest to His people. And then God is a river among His people. God is a river among His people. Look in verse number 4, it says, There is a river The streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. This speaks of His satisfaction. I'm glad that when trouble comes in our life, in whatever form it may come in, and by the way, let's not be naive enough to think uh, that that we're the only one that's going through trouble. Let's not get, get to a place in our life where we think other people's trouble is not as bad as my trouble. Because everybody in here is going to face, or is facing, or has faced some sort of trouble. And it looks different for everyone. But let's not think that we're the only ones that are going through something. And when you're going through that trouble, when you're facing that, that earthquake, or that storm, or that flood, the Bible says that there is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. There is a river, it's a smoothly flowing, fertilizing, full, never failing river. Uh, the, the Bible speaks here, the city of God. This is, the, this is Jerusalem. This is speaking about the temple of God, the, uh, the great city, Jerusalem. And rivers in the Bible days would flow through these, these large cities and they would be a source of life to the people who lived there in the cities. And these cities would be built strategically around this river that would flow right through the center of it. And this is where they would get their water from. This would be their source of life. And, and the psalmist here is saying that God is our river, our source of life when we're going through this trouble. Who is our river? I believe God the Father is our river. He provides our strength and our safety. I believe God the Son is our river. He provides us salvation. I believe the Holy Spirit is our river. It it provides us uh, with assurance and with separation. And He is this river that flows through our life. So now, God does not dwell in a temple. God dwells in His people. And God dwells in His churches. And God is the one who flows through this church and who flows through your life When you need that source of life, that sustenance, you can get it from God. When you're going through that trouble and you don't think you can make it through it, when you don't think you can go on another day, God is the source, God is the river that is flowing through the center of it all. And I'm so glad, I'm so glad that we have a God who's able to take care of us. I'm so glad we have a God who's able to to, to allow us to live another day and allow us to move on This river is joyful. This speaks of its pleasantness. It says, The streams whereof shall make glad the city of God. In the midst of trouble, only God can make something joyful. This is something the world knows not of. The world wonders how you can celebrate someone who's gone on to be with the Lord. They don't understand how we can move on another day when we've lost a loved one. They don't understand the, the joy that we can have even when we're going through persecution. You think about Paul, Paul, Paul was glad, not in a, a chipper way to go through persecution, but he knew uh, he knew that he was doing what he was supposed to be doing, and he was facing that persecution for Christ's sake. And it's only God who can provide this joy in the time of trouble. Jesus said the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, the joy that was set before him, what joy? What joy is there in dying on the cross and only God can provide that joy. Only God can provide that joy. Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Not only is it a joyful river, but it's sustainable. Notice the placement of the river. Look in verse number 5. Notice this placement. It says, God is in the midst of her. God is in the midst of her. What What distinguishes our God from other gods or or, or other idols first off is He's alive, but also He's in the midst of our trouble. We don't have a God who stands back and says, well, I hope they make it through this trial in their life. Well, I hope Noah and his family will make it through the flood, okay. Well, I, I hope Daniel, I hope he gets through the lion's den tonight. I hope he makes it. I can't wait to see what happens in the morning. We have a God who doesn't stand back and watch His people suffer. He doesn't stand back and just hope that we have enough strength to get through the next day. No, He's in the midst of our trouble. He's in the midst of whatever we're going through. And, and He never promised that we could avoid that trouble, but He did promise that He'd be with us through it, through it all each and every day. And I'm so glad that we have a God who's in the midst of it all. He was with the disciples in the storm. He was with David when he was running from Saul. Psalm 138, verse 7 says, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. And we're going to face troubles. We're going to face hard times. And we see it all throughout the Bible. But right there in the middle of it, we see God. Right there in the middle of everything that's going on, God is there. And God knows what you're going through. And the Bible said that He was touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He he feels what you're feeling. He understands where you are and He understands what you're facing. He understands the trouble that you're going through. Not only is it a joyful river, a sustainable river, but it's an immovable river. Notice that it was permanent. Look in verse 5. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. She shall not be moved. I'm so glad that we have an immovable God. Kingdoms will move. Kingdoms will fall. Where the river of God is, is present. There is stability and support. We are anchored. We are anchored in the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm so glad that, as Pastor said yesterday to this lady, he says, whatever you're going through, God's going to give you the strength to go through it. I think about my cousin that I was talking to you about earlier who, uh, who uh, buried his wife one day and then nine days later lost his son, both to cancer. 23-year-old boy, 46-year-old woman. Both funerals he was able to preach. And I thought to myself, I, I was able to, to say a few words uh, at the 23-year-old boy's funeral, I was able to say some things. And, and I'm sitting up there on the platform as, as the dad is preaching his 23-year-old son's funeral. And I thought, there's no way. There is absolutely no way that, that I could ever do that. And just a few days before, I preached his wife's funeral. I thought, absolutely not. Absolutely not. If God ever ever took my wife or my daughter, there's no way I wouldn't even be in the building. Just take me away. And that was my thought. But I thought, you know, God gives the strength just when you need it. Just when you need it. I thought about the young man that you probably have heard of from from Crown College. I think it was a couple years ago. Uh, I think his name was Blake Sims. Not Blake Sims. That's a quarterback. Uh, Blake Young, sorry. Blake Young. And, and, and they were interviewing the parents uh, of this young man uh, just uh, just in his early 20s that, uh, that died while he was at college. And, and they, they, they had so much peace and so much joy going through this difficult time, even during the time when they could not find his body. They didn't know if he was dead or alive or where he was, and they had so much peace. And I thought, my, there's just no way that I could ever go through that. And you've probably thought that same thing before. There's no way I can do that. There's no way I could face what they're facing. But God is a God who's in the midst of your trouble. God is a God who who goes through the trouble with you. And He always is able to give you the strength that you need through each and every day. I don't know what you're going through tonight. I don't pretend to know. I don't pretend to know uh, that I've gone through more trouble than anyone in here. I know you faced troubles. I know you faced things. It was two years and, th- and three days ago that my wife came to me and told me that she had had a miscarriage. And I, I just didn't think I, I'd make it through it. And I know many of you have faced, faced this, this same thing before. But it was hard, and the longer, I, the longer we went, the longer I thought about it, the, the harder it was. But you know, God was there, and He brought us closer together. A- and God gave us exactly what we needed, when we needed it. And God is your refuge. He's your refuge now, before the storm. He's your refuge during the storm, when you're going through the trouble. And then He's your refuge after the storm. Don't forget who got you through the storm. Sometimes we have a tendency to forget what God did for us. Let's not forget what He's done. Let's stay under His shelter, under His refuge, even when the storm's over, even when we come through the trouble. So, When trouble comes in your life, God is your refuge, God is your rest, and God is your river. Let's pray.
0: Thank you for listening to this message from Tabernacle Baptist Church. We pray that God has used his word to speak to your heart today. If you'd like to learn more about the ministries of Tabernacle Baptist Church, you can go to our website, tabernaclehickory.org. That is tabernaclehickory.org. There you'll find additional resources that we pray God will use to be a help to you. If the Lord should lead you to partner with us or make a donation online, you'll find a link Provided on the website at tabernaclehickory.org. May God bless you and thank you for listening.